Are we ready to go? Yep. <sighs> yeah, I'm ready. Find the fucking theme song so I can play it. Oh, there it is. Is it playing? It's Fuck, like a little I behind fucked the up. Scenes. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. I got it. Give me one second. <laughs> Just gotta do that, change this output, and then I can start playing the theme song. Why do we play it live? Who knows? We don't have to. Harish, you started playing it live. This was your idea. It was my idea. A better refill, Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Huh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... And welcome to Tipsy Terror, a podcast where we have some drinks and then watch a horror movie and then talk about it. And cutting clips, like this one right here. Like this clip. I'm not sure if these things connect, but I was on my way home, and my earbuds shocked my ears, and then it made my left nostril hurt, and now it's very spicy when I eat. What is playing? I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that, dear listeners. Dear listeners. Our roommates are watching something on TV. Anyway. My name is Molly. Uh, I'm Sam. And I'm Harish, and this is Tipsy Terror, like Molly said, and today we're talking about the movie Disturbia, and we're drunk. I don't know if Molly mentioned it, but we record this episode right after watching the movie while we're still drunk. And we cut in clips, like this one right here. (laughs) I want to know what end that came out of, because like that's not something that would fuck up your system. And that was another clip. Um, good luck finding clips in that. We were way too into the movie. Were we, though? Or I was. we were too not into the movie. Um, how dare attention. you? I have a feeling that there's going to be some discourse tonight. No, maybe uh, not. Maybe. When is there ever discourse? When do we ever talk about anything? Never. It's not, I feel like we just sit in front of the mic and then it just all goes blank. Yeah. I'm so. tired, man. I shouldn't have pet that cat. <laughs> I do. This, I've said this before. Every time I come over here, I pet up on the cat now, and it just now you're sleepy. I'm tired. Is it time for the? F- so yeah, if trivia. it's your first time listening to this podcast, or we start out with a trivia segment about the movie that we just watched, which was Disturbia. In case you didn't know. Okay. Um, and today Samantha is. I'm the DD. The I'm the designated. Drunk Nope. Driver host. <laughs> the designated driver. Did you say you're the drunk driver? Yeah. <laughs> and on this podcast, we do not we condone drunk driving. That. Nope. Okay. If you are a drunk driver, you can fuck off. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? What's your buzzer? My buzzer. Oh, shit. Nice. That person deleted the tweet about Keanu Reeves. Oh, no. Okay. What's your buzzer? Um. I'm mad. My name's Kale. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I had a really good quote. I want to see if I can find it on the quotes page real quick. What was... There weren't that many There was one quotes. I was super into, and I thought it was really funny. Dude's name is Kale. Kisas. 
he like, did you catch like the joke he was doing? Um, perhaps in Spanish is quizás. And so he kept saying perhaps in his like thing so that he could just keep saying quizás. 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 Actually, I'll be beep beep like the ankle monitor. Beep beep beep. All right, beep, ready? Beep. beep beep. Question one. Where did the Twinkie tire Tower gag come from? A. Shia LaBeouf's research with former house arrest detainees. B. Even Stevens. C. The director DJ Caruso built it out of boredom on set. Or D. It was just written in the script. My name's Kale. Yeah. B. No. Beep beep Shia LaBeouf's research. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. I knew it. To prepare for this role, he talked with a lot of people who have been under house arrest and this is something that one of them actually did. Oh, wow. Yes. So, one point Molly. Built a tower with Twinkies. All right. Question two. What other movie house... Wait, no. What other movies, like, house was filmed at this set? So, the set for the house. Mm -hmm. Something else was filmed here. A, the the Amityville Horror remake with Ryan Reynolds. B, Zathura. C, Project X. Or D, Easy A. Beep, beep. Yeah. Is it Project X? No. Easy A. My name is Kale. No, it's not Easy A. Beep, beep. Um, Zathura. Yes. It was filmed. Zathura was filmed there. It's so weird. When you were saying house, I was thinking, I wonder if it's the Project X house. No, yeah. Like while you were reading the question. When I was like trying to come up with the alternates, I was like, famous movie houses, famous movie house, Project X. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That was just the first thing that popped in my mind. So Zathura was filmed in this house? Zathura was filmed in this house. Huh. And it's like a real house. There was actually well, a pool in the backyard that they had to cover with grass. Fun interesting. fact. Because he doesn't have a pool. Yeah. His room it's a did real house. not look familiar to Zathura. I don't remember I don't anything know. about Zathura other than anyway. like this one part where Kristen Stewart's frozen. Question three. Steven Spielberg produced this film. Yes. What is his favorite line in the whole movie? His favorite line. A, Operation Stupid is officially over. B, oh my God, you've made the Tower of Twinkie. Is that in the stalker's handbook somewhere? C, this is a lot harder than it looks on the internet. Ronnie, when he's breaking into the car. Or D, what's that smell? The corpse of a rotting hottie. Beep, my beep. name is Kale. I it's think Molly had it. Yeah. Rotting hottie. No. It's the, uh, this is harder than it looks on the internet. Nope. Oh, no. Can you read the first two again? Operation Stupid is officially over. And B, oh my God, you've made the Tower of Twinkie. Is that in the Stalker's Handbook somewhere? Is it Operation Stupid? Yeah. Ugh. His favorite line in the whole movie is Operation Stupid is officially over. Wow. So I think Molly technically won Molly that. Molly won. Yeah, I got zero. All right, Molly, what's the punishment? <sighs> what a punishment. What a punishment. That punished everyone's ears. <laughs> Hold Maurice, on. just do whatever you Molly, want. Can you hear that? You've won no. this round. Next time, maybe you'll win a round again. <laughs> what Thank an you. artful James song. James Wagner. So, yeah, that's Molly's wa- winning song. <laughs> I won. From the Nosferatu episode. And, <laughs> do you hear that? It sounds like a broom because that was a sweep. Oh, 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 Harish, she got you. I feel shamed. Oh, okay. No, you don't have to finish your drink. Recap time. Recap time. Who's going to be who? Who wants to be Kale? I'll be the best friend. Ronnie? 
Ronnie. Can I be? I'll be Kale. Ashley, thank you. Because I cannot. I'll be Kale. Who wants to be mom and who wants to be Mr. Turner? I'll be mom. That makes you Mr. Turner. Ashley, Mr. Turner. Harley and Nisi. All right, ready? Seven minutes. Starting now. Hi, I'm Kale, and I'm on this lovely vacation with my dad, and we're like BFFs, and then there's a car crash, and my dad dies, and I'm really depressed. And so, flash forward a year. And I'm your teacher, and I'm like, hey, asshole, your dad died. And I fucking punch you because you suck. So then I go to court, and now I'm under house arrest, and I'm really fucking bored so much. My best friend Ronnie's in Hawaii. So and I'm, I'm in Hawaii. It's me, your friend. Yeah. So I started, like, kind of stalking my neighbors, and then I have this, like, really hot neighbor that's moved in. Oh, splish splash. I'll take a dip in the pool. Yeah, she's, like, hot, and she's always in her bathing suit. And I read. Yes, she does. She's a girl who reads. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm starting to become obsessed with my neighbors. Hey, stop watching the TV, and I cut the TV yes, rails. Yes, my mom and cuts off my mom. stuff. So I'm becoming obsessed with my neighbors and I um, hear this report about um, a girl who was like killed and... Hey Google, stop. And that's the alarm for me to go peep on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the alarm for me to go watch my neighbor do yoga. Anyways, this girl was killed. So then I get my friend Ronnie in on the action and I'm like, hey, I think my neighbor's a serial killer. Oh, really? I don't believe it. And also, I have this other hot neighbor that's, like, hot. Oh, shit. She's hot. So then she sees us spying on her, and she comes over. Knock, knock. Can I come in? Sure. I'm all locked out, and I have nowhere to go. Let me tell you about my neighbor who's probably a serial killer. Ooh, sounds interesting. Do you want to order a pizza? Because I'm a cool girl who likes true crime and pizza. Yeah. Let's order pizza. So, so then we stalk the fuck out of this man yes. and there's a woman over at his house and like he's gonna oh he doesn't kill her no but then so. he he sees us he sees us looking yes and so then it's like a little later we're still kind of obsessed and then you go follow and stalk him right yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go find him at the hardware store and he's buying like shears and a a shovel he's definitely gonna kill somebody i hope he doesn't find me and so i get in my car to follow him because he's gone mm-hmm. and, and then, oh my god he it stops me and he gets in my car and he touches my hair which is super fucking creepy because me- this man's old oh meanwhile i'm breaking into his car and trying to get the code to his garage or something yeah and i do that and, and i leave my phone in the car bye my bedroom because i'm on house arrest because we've hatched a plan and it's me the um murderer and i'm like girl leave me alone that's fucking creepy he's such a weird guy stay away from him we're gonna keep stalking him and then so then it's like later and um ronnie remembers that he like left something oh no i left my phone in his car oh no what am i gonna do coordinate a plan go get your phone okay and then some shit happens and i'm pretty sure turner like is killing ronnie and then i break my like house arrest stuff and the cops come and i'm like get ronnie's in there like help mr turner and i'm like what oh my god this kid like totally broke into my home and it's me the cops and i i'm just gonna search your house just in case but i actually believe you because i hate this kid no no it's okay you can go and we leave so now i give you a menacing look yes so now i'm in my room 
and I get and my mom's like over there saying sorry. And it's me, your mom, and I'm like, why do you do this to me, you silly boy? I'm trying to protect you, and so then you. Guys and then sorry. I go over to Mr. Turner's house, and I'm like, hey, my son, I'm sorry, he's such a asshole. So then I get this text from kid, Ronnie. You know, fine. kids are like that. Yeah, I get this text from Ronnie, talking. and it's like check your closet and the video feed comes on and Ronnie's like dead in my closet and I'm like, Oh no. And then I go to check on Ronnie and he's boom. Ha ha. I'm alive. <laughs> it's so me. Ronnie it was a prank, bro. Now I'm scared about my mom and we look over. Hey, hey I have uh, your mom is nowhere to be. It's seen. so nice. No. It's so nice to have you as a neighbor. Anyway, I'm going to turn around and not face you as I open the door to leave. And now then I'm going to grab you and abscond uh, with you somewhere. And I'm unconscious now. And then, so then you, then Mr. Turner comes over to my house and then knocks Ronnie out and then well, what fights do you see? me. Huh? You see something on the table? Oh, I saw on the camera from Ronnie's feed that there's this woman in his vent. And then Mr. Turner, like, fights me. Nick knock. I'm going to stab you. And then Ashley comes over and then, like... Oh, my God. What? I'll we, help you. We fight and then we jump off the roof Ew. into his pool. And then Ashley goes into her house for help. And then I go to Mr. Turner's house for... Um, to find my mom. And then, like, I'm going through and I'm finding some fucked up shit. And I and open I the vents. And um, there's more bodies. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta go get my mom. And then I get into his, like, little cubby space. And meanwhile, like, the cop shows up, and then... I snap the cop's neck, haha. Yes, and then I find all these dead bodies and this fucked up shit, and then finally I find my mom, and I chop her free, and she falls down into... And I grab her, because she falls into my arms in my fucking trench. And then big oh, final no. fight scene, and then... I, I get knocked out almost instantly. Stab you, you're in the water, and then I save you, and then... um. There's this big happy ending where I'm making out with my girlfriend Ashley. Let's talk. And I'm recording and it, and this is gonna be the all. coolest video on YouTube, yeah. which is the two end. years old at wow. this point. Wow, we did that in six and a half minutes. Wow, great job! No, guys. five and a half minutes. <gasps> oh wow! Wow, a record has been made. Five and a half minute recap. Um, that was very impressive. Good, good job, guys. Well, I guess it's because the plot of this movie is very simple. Yeah. It's a very simple plot. Like, there are yeah. no plot twists. Nothing's trying to, like, get you. It's just straight Not up, really. like, hey, uh, neighbor's a serial killer. Like, that's it. That's yeah. the plot. I love the setup, though. Um, They do it really neat because this guy's on house arrest, so he has to get all the, like, preluding information from, like, hearing news reports and, like, seeing and just correlations. Yeah. And, like, making, like, these jumps in logic. But it's also, like, you getting the actual information about the murders, like from news reports and radio and all that so i think the setup for this is really neat mm -hmm. so why did you suggest this samantha um i've seen this movie probably like at least 35 times it's, that's a bit of an exaggeration but i've seen this movie a lot like i've at least watched it once a year since it was released and i think when i was in high school i was watching it like once every couple months because um I ha i've had the same dvd of it since its release uh which is why it's all scratched up probably um i just like i've always loved this movie it it was like my it's one of the first horror movies that really made me love like this and like scream were like kind of my introductions to like really liking horror yeah. so i have like a lot of fond memories watching it and um what were we watching a couple weeks ago when I noted and I was like, remind me to watch this or something we were oh, watching. Oh, it podcast. was like two episodes ago. 
uh whatever it was i don't know something we were watching i was like this Maybe reminds me of disturbia it wasn't trick-or-treat it was the one before that Shaun of the dead maybe yeah i think it was Shaun of the dead know. where something, you were like that something reminded me of it and i was like we need to do disturbia because it's so good and yeah i'm glad we did because it's still just as good as i remember it being <laughs> have you seen this before molly no not at all nope i had no idea what it was about going in it's probably different for you watching it now than for me who's seen it since like yeah. it came out like at least once a year yeah 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 i i don't remember i feel like you i've definitely forced you to, to watch make it me watch it but i don't remember anything about it uh, so like this was effectively the first time i watched it and actually like paid attention um but yeah i thought it was interesting it's a good movie <laughs> i will say something that shocked me about this movie is like nothing really happens until like at least an hour yeah in. Like, the first hour yeah. is just set up, um, like, meeting your characters, a bunch of comedy bits. Like, nothing scary. Like, you barely even see the neighbor until well into an hour into the film. Like, you see, like, a glimpse of him mowing and, like, right. he does the rabbit bit. But that's, like, it. Yeah, it takes a long time There's for this There's a lot of go. character development. There's a lot of, of like just establishing the world yeah like they spend a whole lot of time showing you how miserable kale is on kale house arrest and his house arrest and the policeman who's his <laughs> who is his teacher's, teacher's cousin cousin yeah so has a grudge against him there's all of that because like even i like around like 20 to 30 minutes in I was like, oh, he's still just setting up the perimeter and yeah. like figuring out how far he can leave his they, house. They take their sweet, sweet yeah. time like getting the, to that climax. The girl isn't even um, like their friend until like at least an hour in. Yeah. It takes a long time for her to even talk to them. They're just trying to make you like really understand Kale's headspace, I guess. Yeah. Like I think, I think part of it though is like, I mean, I'm not giving a ton of credit to this, but like they like spend their time like really developing his like mentality and like they drag it out because like he's on house arrest and it's dragging out through the whole summer and stuff so they like they pace it like th like if this was playing out in real time how it would pace so you've got this long summer where you're like stalking people and kind of going insane yeah and then like once you figure out that something's wrong shit hits the fan real quick and that's kind of how the movie goes it's like this really long getting to know everything and then it's just like boom chaos right. and i'm not saying like you know like it's like the epitome of uh you know incredible timing but like it, it paces the way his summer probably was right i don't know maybe i'm giving more credit where credit is due but it's a great fucking movie i love this movie so much <laughs> what did you think molly i think it's okay yeah. that's valid <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Right. Um, but it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I felt like this was um, a very, like, 2000s movie. This was made in 2007, like, all right? <laughs> it, it it was, like, your average movie for 2007 or, like, yeah. mid-2000s. Like, it, it, it just the way it was directed was very much, like, like Disney Channel movie 
2000s. Like it's directed in that way where like you could definitely fit it into that era. And there's nothing like really special about it. Nope. Even Um, the story itself. The story is is Rear Window did it first and did it better. Rear Window and Fright Night. Like both of them already exist. Yeah. This movie is just both of those. But I will say um, it is kind of a good update on the rear window yeah story yeah for the 2000s in a way where like they use technology and like the circumstances keeping him in the house like is pretty like interesting how they explore that yeah i thought i thought the like all the they set up the rules really well because like except for the cops yeah, I mean, they set it up. Like, Molly had problems with it. Do you want to go into that? You can finish your right point now. first. No, go ahead. You finish first. I, well, they like we talked about how like it takes a long time for the movie to actually get into the horror aspect. But it's such it, a long time. Two-thirds it does of like set up the rules of this world really well. Or at least like... Until um, it needs the rules. It, it yeah, <laughs> it, it like makes so like the the stuff with the cops. There's there's points in the movie in the first half of the movie where like he he gets pranked by these kids and then he like runs out and chases them and then realizes oh shit I can't like leave my house otherwise the cops are gonna come to me and so he runs back and makes it back just in time and his ankle bracelet turns back to green so he's should be clear but then the cops show up anyway and like fuck him up like just mess with him um and so like it sets up hey uh this cop has a problem with me like he's the teacher's cousin so that's why he has a grudge against me so this cop so like it it has like okay this kid cannot leave this area which is why he's watching his neighbors and he starts noticing his neighbors because he gets bored and his mom like cuts off the TV and he can't watch TV or listen to music or anything. So it like spends a lot of time it doing shows you the it setup of like, off, like why he's looking. Yeah. And I thought that was something that this movie did really well. It's like, cause normally like any random kid in the like mid two thousands would just be on the internet all time. All, the oh whole yeah. Time. But, like, this explains, like, why he's not doing any of that stuff that he normally would. Because he's a shithead and his mom's pissed at him. The yeah. Rube Goldberg of circumstances to get him to this point is, like, fine. I don't have an issue right. with that at all. It's, is it just the cops? That yeah. The cops Literally, yeah. the only thing that irritated me about the rules of this movie, because right. everything else was fine. Like, literally, like, made sense. Except, for, so, for the first time, well, I'll say I had two issues. The first time this kid leaves the house, like Harish said, the cops yeah. get him immediately. Right. The second time he leaves the house, they were like, just turn the corner and get him immediately. Yeah. The one time. The one time they he need him them. to be there. Like, it I, just, it's, and they set it up later. And so it made sense in like retrospect. Right. But um, he's like running towards the guy's house. I'm like, they would have gotten, the cops would have been there The cops should be there now. by now. And, and then we They were stopping to, to get a sandwich. It's just so fucking dumb. it's twice in one night and their boy who cried wolfing it, you know? Like, yeah. it's one There's, of those. But also, they like, have to explain cop, a lot of that. This cop has to have, like, they've established that he has a personal vendetta against Kale. And like, he wants him in jail. So mm-hmm. it's like, he would he would be jumping on that he's like yes twice right. in one night to kill this kid like yeah i'm there you know like um that's so- fair well i i mean it's fine for me but like i i get where you're coming from oh yeah like, me too. it's it's they they ignore the call when then it's 
make sense for the plot for them to ignore the call, which is like annoying. Yeah. But like in as the far reality, as, like, horror the movie, movie logic goes, it's like not the worst. It's yeah, it's like fine because like the the cop has a grudge, and then like we cut to that scene of the cop where he's walking out of the gas station with like his sandwich or whatever, and he gets the call and he's like, oh, the kid is out of the house and he's like yeah i'll get to it and then he's like when i get to it and he's like petty about it which like w- when you're watching the performance it like makes sense that mm-hmm. the cop just feels that way just the way the cop acts but the setup is, of the circumstances is yeah, like ridiculous. yeah right they kept setting it up as if they're always going to be there really quick and then like Ugh. the one time you need it, it's like of course they don't fucking right yeah. and it's just the fact that in real life Cops would Cops not be like not ready around. to like nab yeah. a juvie like kid. It's it uh, it's just so it's illogical, but the way it's written like I mean, makes it that way. They like set it up to make sense, but it's just one of those things it where it's like I it can't doesn't it. really make sense. Because yeah. like I said earlier, like if I was the teacher's cousin, I would think it's funny. I wouldn't have like a personal vendetta against like a kid who punched my cousin because the know? teacher's an ass. Yeah, because the, the teacher's teacher. a fucking prick. Shia LaBeouf yeah. punches him because he like makes fun of his dead dad. Yeah. Well, he says, like, what would your dad think? Like, he's, like, you know, bothering him. And it's, like, it's literally the last day of school. He doesn't want to participate. And this teacher's being a piece of shit. It's, like, he deserved to get fucking punched. Yeah. Like, why would you talk to So if I was that teacher's cousin, I would be, like, yeah, you fucking deserve that, you prick. Look, this kid is, what, like, 16, maybe? 16, 17, something like that. Oh, he's 17 because he's, like... In a few months, he'll be 18, yeah. and then they right. could try him as an adult. He's 17. His dad just died. Why are you, like... Why are you talking, like this? Like, yeah, why are you abusing this kid whose dad just died like just leave him alone it's yeah. fine if he's sleeping in class ever since the his first dad just died ever since the first time i saw this movie i was always like i feel no sympathy for that teacher. Right. fuck that teacher yeah he also, sucks so hard the other issue i have with this movie it doesn't know how women work no oh no yes <laughs> this is like male gaze to a max like crank that shit to 11 this is a male gaze movie the article about the male gaze which talks about rear window specifically which is the article that every film student has to read when they like watch the movie should have wrote about this movie this movie is okay so wait explain this article because i don't know what it is and our listeners probably don't oh sorry um there's this article that pairs with the rear window yeah film and i i want to look up the author real quick um, hold please do, 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 do. oh um i've been watching jeopardy we've been watching a lot so of jeopardy, much jeopardy. <laughs> did they just it's laura mulvey's a uh, visual pleasure and narrative cinema okay there we go and um it talks about um the object of gaze and the bearer of the look and um the whole thing is how um men become active watchers of women who therefore by default because they don't do anything become passive objects to be watched okay and how rear window is an example of this and how um and i'll talk about like in the context of disturbia so shia labeouf um uses binoculars to watch this um girl ashley so bad like just while she's like living her life and she's not aware that she's being watched yeah and um it's because um she's like a passive object that he is like interested in like watching her but then she comes over and that's where it kind of changes from rear window um she like comes over and is a part of the narrative but like not very much but in rear window um grace kelly 
yeah. um, is only really of interest to Jimmy Stewart's character um, when she is like being watched through the binoculars, not when she's like helping him out in real life. When when does he watch her? He she goes over to Thorwald's house. Oh like, yeah, and um, gets the ring. Right. And he's yeah. like watching her through but the binoculars. Like, isn't in Rearendo she's like already his girlfriend? No. no. Well, she's like. Sh- they have a relationship. He's just not like super. He's more invested in peeping yeah, than yeah, like yeah. he is with her. Yeah. Right. But his interest vu. is like heightened when it comes. The article, it's a really good read. I okay. very much yeah. recommend it. I'm not doing it justice because I like haven't read in a while and I'm also kind of drunk. Yeah. But, but um, this this is a very good example of that. Like, Laura Mulvey, narrative pleasure, visual pleasures and narrative cinema. There it what is. is it like the first forty five minutes of this film? I'm just estimating that, but like Ashley, who's our main chick, she we're just, just watching her being hot. Her family just moves in, and like that's when yeah, Shia Buff starts to get interested. We're watching our protagonist literally stalk her. Yeah, he like has a timer on his phone of when she does yoga at night, so that he can so that he can go watch her. Yeah, he every time she's jumping in the pool, he's watching her, and then the one when she catches him doing it. She comes over and then is like, I'm cool. Let's hang out. Right. Like she, he doesn't get any yeah. punishment for there, doing it. So there is that part where like she has her party and then she's mad at him for, for watching her for watching her at the party. And, and then, then she, they fucking make out. They make it. Yeah. Like it turns out bad. Like she calls him out a little bit. She, she's like, oh, is this just the first time or have you done this before? Blah, blah, blah. How long have you been watching me? And she gets mad at him. But then like it ends out and it ends with just them making, making out, out. Yeah. so like it doesn't really go anywhere he's never like he's never punished for being a creep right which does which irritate me. does suck um but yeah there is that like s- slight little bit of her calling him out but i do have some research about this because um sometimes i like to look up letterboxd reviews of the movies that we're going to watch, especially for movies that I haven't seen before, because um, like if I'm not doing the trivia, then I generally glow in blind. So I like want to try to find something that I want to talk about. But one of the letterbox reviews that I read was someone talking about the commentary because I guess this person just watches a lot of like director's commentary and stuff. And so they were doing a review of the commentary and okay so um this is from a review by someone named soupy droopy it's s-o-u-p-y-d-o-u-p-y-y soupy doopy i guess doopy um and so what they say is one of my all-time favorite movies and finally have i have now seen it with audio commentary this is one of the better commentaries i've listened to because everyone is lively and they reveal some cool things about filming i need to watch the commentary yeah i have the dvd okay so this is one of the quirkier commentaries i've listened to as well apparently they are all eating a whole chicken during the whole thing (laughs) which is pretty cool (laughs) then you have caruso constantly making dj caruso is the director you have Caruso constantly making jokes about hot Romer is. Romer is Sarah Romer, who plays the, the girl. The main chick, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, he always says, this is where I fought with DreamWorks to include Sarah walking 
by in a bikini. One scene where Romer's character Ashley is swimming. They're talking about the bottom of the pool and a close-up of Ashley's butt comes up and Caruso says, that's a nice bottom. Ha ha. Oh boy. Ew. <sighs> also, several people call Caruso during the commentary. Blah, 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 blah. So Caruso's a piece of shit. Yeah. So Caruso is very weird about the girl um during romer's yoga scene she claimed she was pmsing bloated and argued for them to shoot another day but they didn't allow it which i found funny she was in good spirits about it too um yeah blah blah, blah. yeah the i mean but that's the main part i wanted to bring up that the director was kind of creepy about this well if you're watching this movie you can tell that this director is just obsessed Obsessed with with this girl yeah, yeah like it's like Every single chance they get to shoot just her body, it is shot. And yeah. it's like insanely uncomfortable after you like watch it for a little bit. And you're like, Jesus Christ, how many shots of her ass do we need to put on this screen? Yep. And they just don't run out of it. This is not a horny movie. It's not. Try as it might. It sure not, is horny for yeah. the director, but that's about it. Right. Also, like how gross it is is it that all those little boys across the hall are watching porn are watching across the street porn. are watching porn on the tv honestly yeah. though boys of that age if they had the resource that's totally happening and also the gross fact that shia labeouf called them skin flicks i know <laughs> i can't unhear that skin flicks that's <laughs> so, so gross. gross what is this videodrome <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no but yeah, um, there's just like my one huge criticism of this movie is the male gazeness of mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely love this plot, but like, and I'm I'm gonna blame the director knowing who he is now. Like, yeah, it is so creepy towards the girl. Like, Definitely so fucking creepy. Like they need to calm down. Right. Um. But I will say, spinning on that, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, what's his name? Kale. And Ronnie, who's his best friend, are some of the most accurate depiction of teenage boys boys, I've ever seen. (laughs) They've never shown teenage boys so well in media. The scene where Ashley comes over and confronts them freaking out is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Like, if you just are the whole time focusing on Shia LaBeouf's acting, (laughs) it is phenomenal. And the other guys good too he, like, well, his dialogue is so snarky and stuff right. you know not well, snarky but like witty um but like shia labeouf's face yeah. in that scene if you're just watching his facial expression oh mwah, chef's well, kiss it is so good they're telling her about like their theories about the the neighbor who's yeah. the serial killer and shia labeouf is just saying stuff and then, and then, then the other g- dude is just literally repeating the same lines it's so it's really good it's no, well done i'm thinking of the bit where she's like what are you guys doing and shia labeouf's like we were playing <laughs> <laughs> see his face process <laughs> like the seven <laughs> stages of grief like the dynamic between kale and ronnie is so good consistently throughout the entire film because even the moment where like ronnie scares him and uh, with the closet bit and right. then he comes out and ronnie's like i'm sorry i took it too far and kale's like it's all right and then he, like, <laughs> yeah. clap hands yeah. and it's fine it's like the epitome of like male friendship and like the teenage it's so well done it cracks right. me up just both of them t- when they're like together in a scene they did so g- i want like more
four movies with those two together because right. it's so good. Yeah. Sam, you brought up the fact that it was a shame that Rihanna's Disturbia came out after this movie. <laughs> Look, I know the song wasn't released yet, but they really missed something not putting Disturbia by Rihanna in this movie. I do have to agree with that missed point. Missed opportunity. Because the vibe of the song fits well with the vibe of the movie. Yeah. I wonder who was inspired by who. Oh, the soundtrack slaps, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's very... You, you had it right on the nose. It's very, like... um indie bro like i uh dude who just thinks his music's like the epitome of like music taste he has his ipod he's like that's 60 gigs of my life like and she's like all the better it's <laughs> so it's so about to throw his ipod yeah his ipod iPod. Um, iPod. i think the what really sets me off on that is the use of um then i got high by afro man yeah. <laughs> it's like that is the exact song that dudes like Kale think is so like the good. best song to play for <laughs> other, you know, to show how cool you are. Like right. that is that song. And so whenever like I hear that song in the, like when I hear that song, I think of this movie um, because I've, that's what I think. I mean, I was like 12 when I first saw this movie. So that was definitely like the first time I'd ever heard the song. Right. Um, and I, I just associate it with like pricks like him. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn, fuck all of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but just everything about um, his obsession with his iPod. I'm like, of course you're fucking obsessed with your fucking music. Like, fuck you. You know? Oh, uh, God, he sucks. I, Kale is like the worst. <laughs> like, he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> He's just such a stalker. <laughs> yeah but i love i love the, don't let my all my like bitterness towards the character i love this movie so much yeah. it's just so i like the whole um <sighs> plot of like somebody close to you is secretly like a serial killer type thing right and it's used in like different dynamics with different films um mm -hmm. we mentioned uh rear window and i mentioned fright night of like where it's like your neighbor or somebody like that lives next to you is a bad person yeah um i just like i really like plots like that because especially when it's like um like a kid's figuring it out yeah. you know because it's like nobody because the stories like that are like you're the only one seeing it nobody believes you type situation so it's right. like how do you prove it yeah and so because it's like you want to be like oh people will just listen but it's like in reality if some teenager who's on house arrest is crying wolf you're not gonna fucking listen to them yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like a real life like um and kids just in general like that's a, a theme in a lot of kids movies is that nobody listens to kids yeah and like um yeah. yeah yeah that's i guess in a lot of kids movies or movies where kids are the main character that's a major theme because i guess a lot of kids relate to that yeah like because I, that's accurate like you don't believe kids i really like both of the fright nights fright because night. yeah um there's like differences between them but like the plot of the basic plot of it is that kid. you're a kid and you're convinced that your neighbor's a vampire yeah and who's gonna fucking believe you right. you know but there's like even to the point where like the vampire is not even hiding it to you because the vampire themselves knows right. that nobody's gonna fucking believe you yeah so it's like this sense of like how do you convince the world that does not even want to try to listen to you you know so this one's great because like molly mentioned like they do a really good job 
setting up just kale's dynamic because he's a little deviant he's you know on house arrest he's got issues nobody wants to believe the troubled teen troubled Mm -hmm. teen who's just seeing things because he's bored right so it's like the perfect setup because if it was any other context you'd be like oh they're gonna investigate it but if it's coming from this kid kale no nobody's investigating that shit so I think I think it's a really good setup. It, I just love stories like this where it's just like right. who's gonna believe you type thing. I agree with you. I think this this movie is really well done in that sense of like setting up the rules of what's happening here, because like um, it's believable because it starts out with his dad dying, and of course, it's so sad when his dad dies. Of course, he's gonna act out. Um, especially when the teacher is talking shit about his dad or whatever or brings up his dad at least but yeah of course this kid's gonna act out of course the police are not gonna believe this kid especially a police a officer whose cousin got hit his cousin yeah so um there's all I don't believe that's all of that work. yeah and uh there's 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 the random like news the the news reports in the background those yeah. are those i thought were really well done it's um you're never directly told like this is happening yeah in a lot of movies they do that where they have like a news report explaining something that's going to be important later but like generally it's like it's like in front of you it's just shoved in your face you i know? think at most you get a shot when he's like eating that peanut butter chocolate syrup <laughs> mixture there's right. like a shot of like maybe th- not even 30 seconds worth of a news feed where it's just casually he's watching it just flipping through the channels like you're never just boom right yeah. there in your face. Well, I didn't even notice that one. The the first time I noticed it was when um he is like watching uh some random channel that's advertising like vacation in Mexico and talking about hot women and mm-hmm. it's like girls um, in bikinis and then his mom walks in and he quickly changes it to the news and like the scene is him fighting with his mom but, but in, the in the background the news is talking about a random woman who got kidnapped and so like you're supposed to be paying attention to him p- watching his mom um but like the news has it in the background and it's it's really well done because um it's not like just in your face it's it's a scene where something else the scene is about something else but it's just yeah the news reports in the background and even when they're explaining more toward to you it's like it makes like more sense because like you know they tell ashley like hey we think our neighbor's the serial killer and then like of course, there's the cliche that, like, Ashley's the cool girl who's automatically into it. But then like, it's, like, Ashley herself just gets intrigued by it and does the research. Yeah. And we don't get her full research thing. We just cut into later where Ashley's, like, yo, I found this, like, fucked up thing about... You know what I mean? It's, like, there's never, like, a right. deep dive, like, oh, we're finding this. It's, like, all casual, like, drop-ins. Yeah. And then you kind of get, like, the whole, like, okay, this is, like we're putting these clues together they just kind of lay it out to each other you know there's never it's never like so in your face it's just like they're all like slowly piecing it together it's in the (laughs) background yeah because i hate when exposition about stuff like this is like this is happening this is also happening so it's like very well done especially when it's like it's like oh they're just eating breakfast and the thing happens to be on and there's nothing else in the scene 
except it's just them like eating or something and then the news just happens to be on and it's like oh like um like i'm not gonna fault Shaun of the dead for this but a lot of scenes in Shaun of the dead it's like um he's like flipping channels and it's just the news report is the main there's nothing else interesting the in the scene the, the news report is the main thing in the scene that you will pay attention to um, and like that's that's not a problem in Shaun of the dead i would i wouldn't like discount that movie for that like they're doing that intentionally you know but this movie but doesn't need in this that. movie like it it like distracts you with something like the fight with the mom is the important part of the scene that you should be paying attention to and then but yeah. this is in the background i'm more aware of that stuff because of that episode of community where abed points out there wouldn't be um the news report right, right. away there'd be yeah. music first yeah exactly it's in the second halloween episode where they're telling horror stories no it's the third halloween episode the third halloween episode three, where yeah. they're telling horror stories and a certain um tall man is dressed <laughs> like a sexy, sexy vampire, vampire. <laughs> um no yeah but i just think that you know this movie has its faults my most to me the main faults are just the misogyny but um just the misogyny, just the misogyny. um <laughs> to me that's like the main fault but like story and like uh like plot and all that stuff like that's to me it's really well done god this movie is cinematic art the plot it's, is solid it's spaced really well just the general idea all the setup all the characters honestly like all the characters like all of that stuff just like works to me so fuck like that's why i love this movie is because it's a genuinely good like thriller yeah like it, it keeps you on your toes the entire plot even right. though like you know pretty head on that the the neighbor is obvious like they don't try to give you like the whole like he's not a serial killer like right you know the whole it's fucking obvious movie. From he's the, a serial just killer. even like anytime he talks you're like oh this yeah. guy's definitely and that's why killer. like <laughs> the comparisons to fright night makes sense because through the whole fright night movie you know he's a vampire he's not right. hiding it it's the whole nobody's gonna believe you aspect it's the same thing here like he's obviously trying to gaslight uh, kale but like the whole movie you as the viewer have no doubt in your mind that he's a serial killer the whole time you're not questioning kale you're just like when is kale gonna get this message to other people like when are people gonna actually fucking believe him right and it takes a way longer time than you want it to yeah um this whole movie basically i was thinking about um rear window and mm -hmm. comparing it to rear window and i'm like okay so rear window his legs broken which is why he can't leave in this one his he has an ankle bracelet so of course he can't leave um but he's still like mobile like but he literally just can't leave his house which is why and then like um every but that's where the climax changes because he can he go. he does leave yeah but like um the setup of how he starts watching the um other neighbors because literally he's so bored whereas like with rear window it's like of course he starts watching the neighbors because he has such a great view and literally <laughs> he lives in the studio apartment where that's the only room meanwhile this kid lives in the suburbs where he has a whole house like he has other things to pay attention to but they get it to where he's watching 
the neighbors because he's bored of the TV. He like his mom cuts it off his like TV oh, yeah, in his, his room. Oh yeah, general cable and cable during the daytime. Right, sucks. He hates it. Um, I beg to differ on the count of Price is Right. I was going to say, were you going to talk about That's the one game exception shows, is the yeah, Price is Right. You got to watch game, you know, show, game Show Network. Sometimes your mom takes a half day and you and her get Taco Bell and watch the Price is Right. And then that's your like half day morning routine for the both like of you. Good old, what is it, 1130 yeah, Price 1130, is Right? Yeah, 1130 like Crunchwrap right. Supreme and some Drew Carey. Well, it's yeah. Wayne Brady now. What? Wayne Brady? No, 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 never mind. Wayne Brady is Let's Make a Deal. Price is Right is Drew Price Carey. Price is Drew Carey. I know. I was going to say, they're going to shake it up on me, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, back in the day, it was actually Bob Barker. Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. But Oh, God, I had a really bad joke. <laughs> she doesn't know who Bob Barker is on The Price is Right. She's too young for yeah. you. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, like, he, he starts paying attention because, like, um, it's when he like starts drawing out. He he's trying to measure out what um, the limits are of his ankle bracelet, and that's when he like notices the dog has to go to the exact spot, and then he like starts paying attention to the neighbors, and then that scene where he's like, oh oh, that's yeah. really good, and and then uh, when the uh, when the friend shows up. Um, and I always, I just keep thinking of him as Troy because his name is Troy in, um, 21. 21. His name's Ronnie. In yeah. This. His Ronald. name's Ronnie in this. But, Hi, Ronald. Um, Ronnie comes in and he's like, oh, look at this. This is, um, here's those two neighbors. And then that, that husband is cheating on his wife. Blah, blah, blah. That is just directly out of rear window. That same scene happens in rear window where he like points out all the quirks about each people. Um, and, and so like the whole time I was thinking of, this is just rear window, but it's a kid in, um, like in high school, like, and, and the way this movie sets up why all the rules, like with rear window, it's just straightforward. He broke his leg. He can't leave the house. He has a camera. These are the rules. Like it's very simple. Whereas this, like it has to, since it's like since because of the the time and place where it's set it has to do a lot to set up why would this kid be so focused on his neighbors and it does it exactly how it should it does it really well yeah yeah this is just a great movie so um something i wanted to bring up uh is something we've argued about before Okay. Um well more mostly just Samantha <laughs> and I um I I think we agree with this at this point but something I've talked about in the past um to you guys is how I don't think good movies should be remade. Yeah. I only think that if if you really really like a movie never remake it just like let it inspire you to make something similar. And I think this is a great example of that is over time, though, I will say, like, we've argued about this in the past. I am more on your side now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, know. I do think that there are some movies that are like they need a modern remake right. because it's hard to enjoy so, because of like racism or but something. That's a way to make it better. I yeah. would yeah. categorize that under like a way you could improve yeah. it. My perspective is if you can improve the movie 
um, by remaking it, then go for it. But if if it's already a good movie, yeah. then there's no reason to remake it. A big example that we always bring up is Clue, because that's uh, what initially brought up the debate. Right, and that then was I the debate. I eventually sided up with you. you because I was like, yeah, you actually are right. Right. Because I, I don't want to see any kind of modern interpretation of Clue because it's like, it's, it's perfect. It's so good. There's no reason to change it. In that original version, it's so good that, like, why would you want to um remake that and like and part of it is like even like even though when you remake a movie the original movie still exists so you're not like ever like ruining the original movie yeah like it's technically fine but for me it's like you still have the baggage of the original movie so yeah. like if the original movie is amazing, then you're not going to you make it make better. You can make another amazing movie and it's still, it's like, it's not going to be not, good. Yeah. It's not going to be better because like the original movie is just itself. So like just watch the original anyway. So my point with that is that this movie is a good example of a good way to not remake a movie, but like let a good movie inspire you. Yeah. So specifically rear window this movie is just rear window but it's not a remake of rear window it's like taking the idea of rear window and applying it to a different context in a different time period and i i i would consider this a good way of doing that like they're not trying to hide their influences here for sure you know hands down you're watching this movie and you're like the who the whoever wrote this clearly watched rear window right. as a kid you know what i mean it's like they're not trying to hide that they're they're not ripping it off they're paying homage with a modern story yeah they're not you know just making they could have just very easily been like we're gonna make rear window but then they were like no rear window doesn't make sense in this modern context yeah we're gonna give it a modern context and completely revamp it and right. they did they fit it to exactly what it needed to be for like when it was made and like they paid their homage but gave it something new. Yeah. You know, they twisted it. This movie is just like what if Rear Window was, was about a, a kid who got suspended and then they just thought of like everything that would need to happen for that to make sense and then they put that in the movie and it works really well. I'm and assuming- I think the writer had to have been like known somebody on house arrest and just thought house arrest but what if rear window you yeah. know what i mean like i'm Maybe, assuming yeah. they just had like a personal experience and they're like wait a minute there's a movie about this right yeah i agree um just like it's a unique story yeah and um you could watch this without knowing the context of rear window and get like maximum enjoyment out of it. Yeah. But you could also watch this like being a really big fan of the movie and be like, oh yeah, that's cool what they did there. Right. You yeah. Know? I knew this movie before I knew rear window. Really? Cause yeah. I was 12. What was that like? It was weird because when I found out about rear window, I was like, oh, disturbia, but for the whatever. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, that one came first. And I watched it. And obviously I was like, okay, I can see where disturbia got like, it's plot points right um, because it, it it's allowed to like once you like change change it, it like once you say this is not a remake this is something else this is a brand new pro- property you lose the baggage of the original and you're like okay the only thing that let's you're apply risking is this getting called a ripoff 
but right. it's it's enough difference. I mean, even if you call it a ripoff, it's still like it's, it's a, fine on its own. It's respective, but like this is also an example of like it's it pays homage. Like it's not like it's just completely right. being like Rear Window. Who? It's like no, this movie yeah. definitely knows Rear Window for exists. sure. Yeah. Do we want to go into segments? Is it time? Um. Yeah, it's around an hour. Oh, okay. Um, What's our first segment? I forgot. The award. The award. What would you do if it were you in this movie? Yeah. It's time for that. All right. Um. Who? Who do? Who do we want? Who are we? I. Hmm. I mean, I'm probably just Kale or the best friend. Like. I could see you being Kale, but I can't see you getting house arrest. I could just see this becoming a hobby of yours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I probably am more the best friend than Shia LaBeouf's character. But yeah, I I probably relate to more. Yes, yes. The tiger is out. (laughs) Yeah. The the friend. I would say I'm Kale... I do a lot of people watching at my work, and I make yeah. up little stories about them. Oh, so cute. The animals are playing video games. They're playing video games. <laughs> um, They're playing. No. Um, I make up little stories about all my regulars sometime. And a game I actually play, I was literally thinking about this today. I play a game with myself called American Psycho, yeah. where I try and guess which regulars come in have uh, murdered somebody with an axe. <laughs> That's a fun game, especially like, when you work at where you work. It's like spot the sociopath. And there's like a few, and I'm like, and I like joke, I'm like, this is how they did it. This is where they're hanging. They're going to get caught in this many years. I make up these little stories about them. Right. Just based on their behavior. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like fun for me to do. It's like yeah, a little yeah. kind of creative project. Um, but I also watch out for all like my cute regulars and the ones I got my eye on. Right. So there's that. So I, I guess that I, in a work context, I don't know where I was going with this. I'm sorry. It makes sense. Are you um, gonna jump? I relate to Ashley, right? Because I think in high school I totally would have gone for the guy who was creeping on me like that. That's that's very. As much as I want to criticize this movie for how it is, it's like knowing me in high school, I would have been like, "Oh, <laughs> you're watching me, mysterious bad boy." Yeah, I, I would have gone for that. So, um, and also like in high school, I was into like murder shit. I would have totally deep dove into something like this. Did so you like true crime and pizza. I did love true crime and pizza. I did. I had like a very passionate, uh, relationship with, uh, the local pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> Thin crust Italian sausage, baby. That's what I got all through high school. Um, but yeah, like I, w- I would have totally been Ashley in this. Yeah. And just like as ourselves, do you think we would survive? Um, yeah yeah i do too i don't i wouldn't well i wouldn't well, be if, if i went the route kale went where i was like aggressively like into doing it, i wouldn't but the thing is if it was me and kale's shoes i wouldn't have been like all up in it. i would have you know called right. the fucking police i mean i would have been the best friend um uh and i would have basically done the same things that he did and he's fine. Yeah, and he ended up fine. I think he was supposed to die in the original script. It makes sense yeah. that he was. But yeah. Cuz he just shows up at the end with a big gash in his head. It's right. Like, he's fine. Yeah, I think I would have survived though. 
Work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. So, does this movie get a Jared or a Jensen? To me, this is a Jared movie, but I will accept whatever you feel. I think this is a good movie. Yeah, it's hard because this isn't, like, an amazing movie, but it's also, I wouldn't, I don't think it's bad. I think it's, like, just a mediocre what yeah we need to find a misha collins award for like a mediocre <laughs> performance a mediocre movie collins movie. horror movie so yeah. that we can accurately determine whether or not award gets a misha i would love to give out a misha i'm dying to do that i love misha collins um oh god i used to watch his youtube a channel mediocre like acting award <laughs> but um i want to give it a jared I'm fine with the Jared. I'm fine with the Jared. And I want to give it to Ronnie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Who are you going to give it to? Shia LaBeouf. Okay, yeah. The man with every vowel in his name. He also Shia also like acts the fuck out of this movie. Like his subtlety yeah. in this is so so good. He delivers a nuanced performance of what it's like to be on house arrest. <laughs> yeah. He does such a, like his expressions when you're when someone else is talking watch him in mm-hmm. this movie right. you know it's like that's when he really shines there was a moment and i thought like this is acting it was kind of st- i was kind of doing it as a bit um he's yelling at ronnie he's like rah, 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 and ronnie's like bah, 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 bah. and like shia labeouf just like in his yelling you could tell like damn he read like going to the scene like i'm gonna act yeah <laughs> i'm here to be an actor <laughs> and to communicate this emotion <laughs> and i just thought it was funny so yeah i'm gonna give it to shia of course i have to i yeah. think as much as i want to get to ronnie yeah you make a good like shia definitely shia deserves the, he <laughs> tears this movie chews uh, on the scenery like i don't care what else he's been in that you think he's great this is phenomenal <laughs> He did his own research for this movie. This is top tier, like Shia LaBeouf acting. <laughs> Come on, Juilliard. <laughs> All right. Um, enough riffing about Shia LaBeouf. Um, let's give our villain ranking. So obviously, Mr. Turner. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna put him. Fucking. You're not even gonna look at your list. No, I don't care. I haven't done the list in weeks. We all know that. We all know I don't keep up. I'm gonna put him <laughs> below Greg Hill. I'm gonna put him 33. I don't know what that is. Okay. But I'm putting him at number 33. I'm gonna take my time. Give me one second. <laughs> While we're talking about it, before I forget, I want to recommend Holes. Yeah. So much. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen Holes, I pity you. If you haven't seen Holes, what the fuck is missing? From your soul. There's a hole in your heart where the movie Holes should be. Harish, have you seen Holes? I have a long time ago, but I don't remember it. I literally made a Holes reference at work joke. today. I was actually a book. bigger fan of the book, yeah. The book is also awesome. The book is great. It's a very, very good read. Oh, I love the book. He wrote another book that I really liked that I read all in one sitting, and I'm like dying to find out what it was. <laughs> so... Um, according to this list that I have right now, Mm -hmm. number 33 for me, which is what I literally just said, is right underneath Dr. Greg Hill. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautifully done, everyone. But it's Um, it's Can I tell you something? I put him right above Dr. Greg Hill. (laughs) So Mr. Ah! Turner is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh from the bottom. So he's, he's right above. 
Greg Hill for wow. me. He's just not like I get it. He's a successful serial killer, but in this movie, he's just not that. He's not that good. He's, yeah, I kind thought he wasn't. What he does, I thought he wasn't that good of a serial killer at first because I was like, oh, why would you go after the mom right after they accuse you of being the villain? But then like. He, like, had a whole plan planned out. And, like, he had his whole, like, house built to work with his deal. And then he, like, escaped Austin or whatever. So, like, he definitely, like, was a good serial killer. Like, good at serial killing. He just wasn't good in this specific situation. He just um, failed in this situation. Which is fine because he was being foiled by some kids. I still feel like I could beat his ass. I don't know. That fucking earring. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just put him low because like he wasn't that interesting to me. But I thought he was like a decent serial killer, as in like getting the job done yeah. and like not leaving clues and stuff. I thought he was decent, or at least as decent as you can be while being in a rear window type movie. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So rating. Um, what are we rating this out of? binoculars sure. that's where my mind went was binoculars yeah absolutely um out of 10 i'm gonna give it an eight um yeah, i have a huge problem with the direction and the misogyny in it right. like i seriously if ashley's character was treated better this would be a 10 out of 10 for me it's just like i'm so bothered by every when i'm watching this i'm just like oh of course they did that right and but it's like everything else about this movie is so fucking good it's so good i love love this movie i will you could i could have just watched it the day before and if you ask me hey do you want to watch disturbia i will say yes i will (laughs) not hesitate i am always down to watch this movie i love it so much i'll give it a six it's a fine movie valid i'll give it a seven i thought it was like mediocre i i passing have grade i'm aware of the fact that i have a really special bond with this movie yeah where it's i mean been. it's a movie that you liked from childhood it's yeah fine. no i don't think it's bad i think it's like fine if someone like i would recommend this to other people to watch it yeah yeah it's, sure. it's like a fine movie it's not amazing which is why i didn't give it higher than a seven but i thought it was like well done for what it is and like they set it up really well so um yeah, so it was like seven. What'd you give the leprechaun? Leprechaun, I don't remember. A ten? But did I give it a... No. No, but you definitely gave it at least a seven. I don't know. The leprechaun's a fun movie. It's I just like to blame you. Say? Someone's got to keep you humble. <laughs> oh, my rankings are totally, completely <laughs> nonsense. Should we... Uh, Rex? Yeah, I just have a couple. I got a fucking list, so whoever... Should I go or do you want to go since you have a couple? We probably have some crossover. Holes again. And then um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's pretty Because a lot of the setup for that is um, people misunderstanding what the situation is. (laughs) So it goes with like the boy who cried wolf. So fucking funny. It's good. It's a good one. Um, uh, The You series that just came out. Uh, if you like creepers and peepers. If you like being absolutely devastated by the ending of a season. I was sick and I watched it all. I'm like not even exaggerating in one sitting. I think I. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I was sick. And then I left. Yeah. 
So I watched it all in one sitting. Oh, God. It ruined my life. I watched the middle, like, three episodes with Maddie. And I was like, this is really good. But I had a bunch of spoilers. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. And I watched it all in, like, a weekend. And um, it's fucked up. It yeah. like yeah, it's, it's messed up. It's people who it's, romanticize that show. I'm like, something's wrong with you because like this right. this show exists as like a hey, this is fucked up. And I the actor th- himself is even like, nah. Yeah. Pin is like, don't yeah. fucking no. Like this is met. Like, Literally, I was thinking about that because like there was all that backlash to the Joker, and they're like, oh, this is gonna cause incels to like rise up and like fight for the joker movie whereas this movie is literally this show. show is about a stalker who everything goes right for him like he stalks oh, I mean, a girl I don't know. <laughs> he stalks a girl until she like starts dating him yeah. so like that is more of a problem than the joker he gets the shit beat out of him at least three times so season. yeah i mean i i was just thinking about but no, that no no it is like he get he gets what he wants yeah like a lot right when you said he stalks a girl into dating him, were you talking about this movie or you? Because they're both they're the same. They're both. Oh, my God. He does clear. stalk the girl into dating him in this movie. I know. I was talking about you, but yeah. You watched most of that with me, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's. I'm excited for the second season, even though I think they're going to fuck up the show. We'll wait, and then I will watch it all in one sitting well, again. Well, I, I think it's Netflix, so I think it's all going to drop at the same time. I will watch it all in one sitting the day it comes out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Netflix picked it up, because the only reason it became famous, because it was on Lifetime and no one watched it, and then Netflix got it, and it became famous because they marketed Wait, it. Was it was on Hulu, though. No. Did Netflix get it? Yeah, it was. I it was on Hulu. Hulu because it was a Lifetime show, and then Netflix picked up the rights. Oh, for the second season. And they optioned it, and so now they own it. Great. Yeah. So I'll just get rid of all the obvious um, recommendations. Rear Window, of course, yeah. like we talked about. Fright yes. Night, and then the Fright Night remake. Fright Night. Um, oh, the remake is so good. Uh, we watched the original the original like, is oh in theaters perfection. recently um because uh our local theater was showing it and i really like the original oh. the remake we horny watched, film um horny we watched at home the remake recently but like uh we never really finished we it we kind of fell asleep we fell asleep but um yeah the the original is really fun the remake's um, really good too i wasn't like a huge fan of the remake but whatever i think it's a fun um, modern take and where then, David Tennant is a magician. Like Rear Window, Hitchcock, you know, it's good shit. You're like usual Hitchcock shit. Um, it's fun stuff. And then uh, my final recommendation is going to be uh, another tangentially related to horror Shia LaBeouf movie is Constantine. Constantine! I forgot Shia LaBeouf's in that. Keanu Reeves. It's a great movie. It's fun. It's slightly related to horror. It involves hell and demons and angels and shit. It's great. It's really fun. It's a good movie. It's the best movie. Samantha. Speaking of Pin Badgley with you, I have two Pin Badgley uh, wrecks. Um, one, I wanted to recommend The Stepfather, both the original and the remake. The original is from the 80s, and the remake is from 2009. Pin Badgley's in that. Right. Um, I think that... I feel like there was something about the original that I was like, oh, that's stupid, and I don't remember what it is. But um, I watched the remake a lot around the era that I was really watching this movie a lot um, yeah. because they were both available on like HBO or something. And um, there's this one, this one, not even scene, it's just this shot 
in the remake where Pim Badgley flips off his stepdad. And this is the funniest thing you will ever see him do <laughs> in his entire career. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but I really like those movies. They're just, uh, they're kind of similar to this where you're a teenager and you have the suspicion that somebody in your life is a serial killer. Right. Um, they're really, really, really good. Um, like there's some quirkiness about them that's stupid, but whatever. I also want to recommend Fired Up because the main chick in this, Ashley, uh, is in Fired Up. And Fired Up has its problems. I'm aware of them, but I will forever champion that movie. It cracks me up so much. I think you, it's because I'm an ex-cheerleader. So. Do you want to repeat why you think this actress isn't as famous? Yes, because that's going to lead me into my next recommendation. So this actress, actress what's her name? Sarah Romer. Romer or whatever. I don't think she's famous because I think she was coming up at the same time that Blake Lively was coming up. And I think Blake Lively won that war because she had a TV show, which is my next recommendation, Gossip Girl, um, which also features Pin Badgley. Yeah. Um, Gossip Girl, upon my recent, uh, I've seen a couple of episodes recently, it's not that good. Um, but it is a wild ride of a teenage soap opera. If you're looking for some trash to fill your time, boy, oh boy, is it great. Um I also wanted to recommend two actual horror movies, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because the idea of like a house where a lot of murders happening and the bodies are being kept, that's obvious in Texas yeah. Chainsaw. And then um, Psycho, because um, uh, once again, just like murder contained in this like house location. I don't know. When we were watching it, I was like, ooh, this is psycho feeling. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to recommend those as my two. And then obviously Fright Night and Rear Window, because those are the obvious... Uh, uh, comparisons that this movie gets yeah um uh did we rate the movie oh yeah we, we did. did um so yeah i guess that's the podcast uh you can follow me at not a credit card and everything i am at save our shaggy on uh twitter that's a scooby d reference and you can catch me on Litterboxd and Instagram at SamanthaDon13. Um, you can find me at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S on Letterboxd, on Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes, and on Twitter at Midsummer Queen. And you can follow our show. Harish will tell you more about that. At Tipsy Terror on Twitter, TipsyTerrorPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. We also have Letterboxd and Facebook if you just search Tipsy Terror. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash tipsyterror, I think is what it is, where um, for $1 a month, you can vote in polls to decide um, one of our movies per month. Oh, shit. We need to put up the November poll. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, November just started. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, for $5 a month, you get one bonus episode per month um where uh we do something extra <laughs> last month it was about uh it was about halloween specials of our fi- of tv shows that we really like um but it's like something tangentially related to horror or not that it's whatever we want to talk about yeah and then if we get enough donations um we'll do more than one episode per month uh bonus episode i don't know anyway uh that's all i guess uh we oh we have our websites um tipsyterror.com tipsyterror.rip tipsyterror.wtf tipsyterror.pub.pub 
And um, all of those point to all of our other stuff. Uh, but that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I just even wore a track suit. Hell, yeah. The best movie ever made. <laughs>